This is the Classy Broadcast. Daniela out there in Round Rock, Texas. Wow. With your host, Daniela Lafayette. So what's your what's your favorite thing to do? My favorite thing uh, to do uh, is just you can do it for yourself. Uh, just th- think of like an angry Republican man voice, and then just do it over like silly things. Like I don't like strawberry ice cream. <sighs> like I can't. We're just about to get real cozy <laughs> with our with our Christmas backdrop here. It, it's delicious. It's fun. It's it's almost more fall than winter. But I. Let's actually talk about the weather. <laughs> Cause... All right. I haven't been outside yet today because I'm a nightmare. But what's, what's the weather like today? How is it out there in polite society? It's pretty chilly. But my problem, having lived here in Texas now, is that I thought it was going to be nice and cool the whole way. It was like like November, December rolls around. We're going to get like like low 60s, high 50s, just cruising through. And then there's some days I go outside and it's like 80 degrees out. Uh-huh. And I fucking hate it <laughs> so much. You really just never know what kind of weather you're going to get uh, in Texas in winter. Is it going to frost over? Is it going to be 80 degrees? Are we going to have them both in the same week? It's like dating a crazy girl. Also, uh, I don't know how I did this. I left my windows open during that big thunderstorm a couple of nights ago. So the inside of my car got soaked. Does it smell terrible? It, it smells like wet dog for sure. <laughs> but. Gross. Mostly weird just because no dogs have ever been in that car. So I don't, that's probably just a me thing, but you I don't like it. You probably just smell like a dog. Oh, God, that's and a tough. And the rain activates it. That's, <laughs> that's fantastic. So, um, howdy, hey, fellas and dames. Welcome back to another episode of Classy Broadcast. Joining me for the first time as ever as a guest is uh, my buddy, Jake McLennan. He's another comic here in Austin. Where are you from, Jake? Tell us a little about yourself. Uh, I'm from Maine originally. Uh, I played hockey, so I've kind of lived all over uh, the Midwest. I actually lived in McAllen, Texas before this. Uh, I've lived up in Canada for a little while. So it's uh, I've kind of been all over. It's been fun. You've been around. (laughs) Okay, so how how the fuck does one go from cold places to McAllen, Texas? Uh, Well, this is uh, the story of a girl. Uh, who drowned, cry, cried a little and drowned the whole world. But I <laughs> fucked up that joke so badly. <laughs> Did not stick the landing on that one. Oh, it's fine. Um, but yeah, uh, I met my girlfriend in St. Louis and we were doing the long distance thing uh, because I went back to Maine because of the lockdown and all that. So uh, we dated and we decided we want to move in together and she wanted to move someplace warm. Uh, and so originally she said somewhere in Florida so she could go to Disney World and I had said I'd rather kill myself. So, <laughs> uh, we found Austin, which has been great because there's a great comedy scene here in Austin, yeah. uh, which has been fun for me to do. And uh, yeah, you know, it's she enjoys the weather, even though she, she works from home. <laughs> so she goes outside maybe three times a week. <laughs> Just to get a little bit of vitamin D, uh, yeah. just like just to just to say we did. Mm-hmm. So when people are asking on the Zoom calls, I also work from home. Sometimes yeah. from here, sometimes I use my office, but you know, I never leave this house basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, so people are like, "Oh yeah, how's the weather in Texas?" And I, I don't want to be the person to be like, "Oh, I don't know. I don't. I, I'm a, I'm a demon. I live in the trash." <laughs> um, 
so yeah, I've, uh, you'd think I'd go outside with my dogs, but usually it's just like, oh, I open the back door and I let them run around uh-huh. and do dog shit. I think it is working from home is an interesting concept, especially when you're new to a place. Cause it's like, what do you do outside of it? Like, like you really like you, like you got, you have comedy, so you go out and do that. But my girlfriend, like most nights is like, I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm gonna read a book, I guess. Like <laughs> I'm gonna rewatch Gilmore Girls. Yeah, uh huh. She she rewatches TV shows so many times. It's crazy to me. I can't do it. All right. So like, when when she's rewatching TV shows, do you ever just take delight in ruining them? Every single time. You know how they say uh, that like autism and all of that is on a spectrum. So like everyone's mm-hmm. kind of on there somewhere. My thing is for movie and TV shows, and my girlfriend hates them <laughs> so much that I'll just be watching a movie. I'm like, it's a weird choice to have that kind of a shot right there, don't you think? Or I would be like, it doesn't. The character's motivation for his actions in this season don't make any sense. Like when you and she's like, shut up, shut up, watch the show or the movie or don't watch it. And I'm like, but it just doesn't. It's the one thing where I just can't sit and relax and watch something. I remember me and my buddy got into a fight over Aquaman because I was watching it. <laughs> and I was like, wait, so how strong is Aquaman? He's like, he's strong. I'm like, well, no, because like he fought a fucking Kraken and did pretty well. And then he got his ass kicked by some dude in a bug costume. So which is it? Is he strong or is he not? And he's like, no, he's I'm like, no. <laughs> Man, I feel like I need to watch more of these like comic book movies to like join the cultural discourse and like have opinion to get in bar fights with mm-hmm. people over fucking spider-man so you <laughs> you were saying before before we started recording you just saw the new spider-man mm-hmm. and everybody's like okay so I, I i saw like the first one with with the new kid and like he seems pretty cool and everything mm-hmm. wait which 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 spider-man are we on right now we're this on is- the third one this is uh tom holland is the new spider-man okay. and then in this movie which everyone kind of already knows so spoiler if you don't uh, all of the past Spider-Man. So we got Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in this one as well. So everyone was like, whoa. whoa. Spider-Man reunion. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what what did you think of it? I thought, honestly, it's a fun, it's a really fun, good, entertaining movie. I feel like there's just a lot going on in it for like just one movie. Like I feel like like you could have split that into three separate movies almost. It still had like good fun movies all the way through. It was, it's just like they have this implication that like basically Spider Man ruined the, the world, like the universe, and Doctor Strange is kind of like a disappointment. He's like, come on, man, let's not, don't do that. Oh, come on, stop it. What are you? So Doctor Strange is Lizzo and Spider Man is every millennial woman. Yeah, basically, yeah. It's just like, come on, stop, stop. Stop. Take a deep breath. Focus on you. Yeah. yeah just, just, put, just, just put yourself back together. You're going to be okay. And then the other Spider-Mans come back, which is a fun, exciting thing. But then it's like, like I feel like my favorite part, there's this one scene, my favorite part that I love with the three different Spider-Man was uh, Andrew Garfield Like, is the first different Spider-Man to show up. So they're like, prove your Spider-Man. And he's like, what do you, I am, uh, I'm wearing the suit. And she's like, prove your Spider-Man right now. He's like, you should crawl on the wall. He's like, and then he just like gives it like this really like de- like dead eye stare, and then it cuts out to like a wide shot, and he just like jumps up and touches the ceiling and hangs on with his fingertips, and he's just like, 
Is that good? And I was the only person in the theater that laughed at that. And I was like, that is the funniest fucking scene of all time. A man that could punch through a bus has to go, is this good? Am I Spider-Man still? Like, <laughs> it's so funny. What do you think about that? And then the other part that I really loved was uh, uh, this Tom Holland was uh, Spider-Man was working with all of the other Spider-Man villains. Like, they all came back. And he's trying to, like, fix them and make them better so hopefully they can go back and not be evil. And the first one he works on is Doc Ock. And he has, like, a little microchip in his brain. Yeah. He's like, we're going to take out that microchip, put in this next new one. It'll probably fix you. And he's like, no, no, don't do it. Don't do it. And he puts it in. And then you just go slump. And I started laughing so hard because I, I thought that's how they were going to do it. I thought that's because, you know, at some point they're going to have to fight the villains. He hasn't fought them yet. Right. So you're like, I thought that was how they were going to make the villains fight. It was like Peter was like, I'm going to help these guys. And he just straight up mercs Doc Ock. And then they're like, fuck this kid. <laughs> <laughs> and I was the only one that laughed. My girlfriend's hitting me. She's like, stop laughing. And I'm like, that's hilarious are you kidding just a, like a he's 16 he's like a 16 year old kid just like i can do brain surgery and then murdering somebody how is that not hilarious to <laughs> that's you the funniest thing i've ever heard i mean like at least at least today yeah i mean tomorrow it's gonna be like a duck wearing a vest or something but to, <laughs> but for now <laughs> that little tom oh. holland motherfucker look just like <laughs> doc Guys, calm down. It was just so crazy to me that no one else laughed at those scenes. I was like, you guys aren't getting the, the real jokes of this movie. I mean, how are you supposed to be in a theater where there's, like, something very fucking hilarious happening and not bust up? I mean, like, I've been the only person to, like, blah! When, 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 I, when it happened to me, it was not the movie was not supposed to be funny. It was Boogeyman. Mm. Did you ever see Boogeyman <laughs> back in the day? No. All right. So, the Boogeyman... Um, just was not a scary villain mm -hmm. it just shot up through the sink and like <laughs> just, just made this really ridiculous fucking noise and like the friend that i went to see it with was not a scary movie person like mm -hmm. the whole experience of like being in a theater where there's like boom yeah it was like very overwhelming for her she had to go hide in the hallway which i found hilarious <laughs> because i'm a monster but so like that that just added to my jollity and then like we started making parodies of it <laughs> where i'm just like i'm just like walking through her house like tiptoeing all like it's a scary movie mm -hmm. even though like i i had no concept of light design at the time <laughs> so it's we're just using ambient light and this very white like white walled suburban house and i'm like i'm like acting like i'm scared of something like i'm tiptoeing through and she jumps up and I'm just like and i and i act scared i'm like this is this is fucking stupid people i have no like, future in this people are like see his earlier work is a lot more avant-garde than you think <laughs> that's all i can picture is just like a sea of that little girl with the wig just like walking yeah. around in a white hallway and then someone jumping out and she's going oh and the lights and the tire. <laughs> and then, like, with Sia, you know, it's just going to turn into, like, a disco ball nightmare exactly, type of situation. Yep. I'm like, okay, so <laughs> I uh, I actually wrote a very lengthy blog post about, like, why her movie sucks. I didn't see the movie. I just knew about it. And so, like, okay, so, so full disclosure for those who have never seen me or interacted with me in real life, I'm autistic. <laughs> and uh, her, she made a movie about autism. Only she cast a not autistic person to play that part. And so she's basically just walking around going, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that's that's kind of fucking offensive. Yeah. And uh, so Sia 
got herself canceled on Twitter because like a bunch of autistic actors were like, Hey, you should have, you should have mm-hmm. cast an autistic actor to play that part. Mm-hmm. Cause what you're doing isn't acting. It's mockery. Yeah. And she was like, I'm like, my intentions are amazing. Blah, blah, blah. Maybe you're just a bad actor. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she, she, she got, she got came for <laughs> well and duly came for. And then, uh, you know, when, once, once everything had kind of settled and she like deleted her Twitter account and like, you know, rage quit the internet for a little while there after her hissy fit, mm-hmm. um, Tina Fey roasted her at the golden globes. She was like, she called it best international flop Rooney. And I was like, jeez, that stand. is crazy. I would not want Tina Fey coming after me. That lady. She is universally beloved. Oh yeah. So like if, if Tina Fey comes for you during, during an award show, you know, you done fucked up. Mm-hmm. I don't think that little girl's career is ever going to recover, which I'm, which I'm kind of cool with. It's very funny to see people since J.K. Rowling first did it do the double down on a accidental bad take where it's like you could have like that. I thought that was the whole thing with J.K. Rowling with the whole anti-trans thing was that she like accidentally said something like she might have just like misspoke. It was like, I believe that all women are women or something like that. And then someone was like, that's not what you think it means. And then she just went well, if people are going to make fun of me for saying it, I'm just going to double down on it. Now she's just super anti-trans. It's like, don't do that. Don't, if you mess up, just be like, sorry. Even if people are like, you're an idiot. Be like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be like, it's so weird to like get bullied into hating people. I, I, okay. So pretend I've never heard of Twitter before. What happened with JK Rowling? Oh, if you didn't know, there was, uh, she was just tweeting about something. This is a lot from a while ago. Uh, about like uh, like a women's movement or something like that, mm-hmm. and I think she said something along the lines of like women are women, uh, and someone like took that as like being anti-trans because like that's something that like a lot of anti-trans people say is like men can't be women, women are women, and so they were like J.K. Rowling's anti-trans, and then there was like a very like weird intermediate period where she didn't respond, and people were like, and I think that was her going like these people are all saying very mean things about me. And then there was a bunch of other people on the other side of like, she's right. God damn it. <laughs> Chicks with dicks don't exist. And all... <laughs> it's just like, they do, though. And I, I know. And then they're just like, she's like, Oh, well, I, these people are liking me. So I'll just be with these people. And then ever since then, she's just like, it's very weird to see like the people who like in the early two thousands were like, jk rowling's a witch and if you read her books god will curse you and now they're like she gets it don't let him in our bathrooms it's like what the fuck is going on i mean i never was like a huge harry potter person mm-hmm. like i mean i i i, I will self-describe as a slither claw to you know to, to, <laughs> to make shorthand of my personality uh-huh. for people it's like yeah i'm smart but it'll come for you mm-hmm. you know um so it seems like when i used to see her on twitter she would post like no one J.K. Rowling, Hagrid was gay, or like just some some uh-huh. like some like random you know canon that wasn't from the book, just mm-hmm. like her own head canon for the yeah for the series that she just never like found the right place for, and to see her like just become this this biological essentialist or whatever is, is that is a plot twist I didn't really expect. It would be it's so funny that she did that she just like retroactively. Like just started editing things and they're just like, yeah, Dumbledore was gay. And it's like I, I mean, I guess that's like writing in a way to be like, I he was never in a sexual situation. Why would I bring up the fact that he's gay? And you could be like, okay, but on the other end, you're like, you're just saying that because <laughs> you're just trying to appeal now. Yeah, 
It's like all those people that go back to the Bible and they're like, it's not literal, guys. Like, you shouldn't actually own slaves. And it's like, okay, that's, I can understand that. It's like, but gay people are going to hell. And it's like, <laughs> wait, hold on a second. What happened here? It's like, who hurt you? <laughs> like, why is this random piece of whatever in this? Like, yeah. why, why is that a rule now? But like, I've, n- I've never really like read the Bible or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, but I just know that there's some random shit in Leviticus. It's basically just like somebody got drunk. It's like, it's like Leviticus is like if you were, if you just fed Lewis Black a bunch of shots and let him talk about everything he hated. Mm. And it's like, linen is bad. <laughs> and butt sex too. If you have butt sex on linen sheets, you will roast. This is honestly, if it, I could see that, I, if you gave Lewis Black just the book of Leviticus and said, make an hour, he could do it. <laughs> he could do it. I, I feel like that'd be a fun challenge. For like, I, Okay, so for, for those not familiar with the Austin comedy scene, it's popping, and there are a lot of like different comics out here with all like very different styles and stuff. Like, I feel like I, like I kind of just want to do that as a prompt for somebody. Not me. Not me. Um, I, I, I want to watch this spectacle. Just like here, here, random book of the book of Job. Yeah. Oh, you're living in your car right now, like. That's God testing you. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny that like, like Old Testament God was basically just like a dickhead. (laughs) He was just he was the mean friend that always like pulling pranks on people. That was that was the whole book of Job, which is like the devil being like, "Hey, Job seems to be your really close friend." God's like. Yeah, me and him are pretty close. He's like, bet you won't fuck with him. And it's like, oh, you think I won't fuck with my best friend? So God is Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> yeah. And the devil is Bam Margera? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yo, dude, I bet you won't fuck with Job. <laughs> I bet you won't give him a sandwich made of cat food. I'm like, oh, I'll fucking do it. <laughs> Burn. When when are hot I feel like hot male actors reach a point in their life where it's either you got you're gonna hold on for as long as you can, uh, with being like a dumb hot guy, basically. Okay. Or uh and then kind of just fade out into ex- existence. Or you're just gonna become like hunky, like dad, like like John Stamos. Like he's the first case of it. He was just like the Hey, I'm the TV uncle. And then now everyone's like Fuck, John Stamos is like 50 and can get it. <laughs> He's a smooth operator. So, um, why does everybody hate Chris Pratt? Oh, uh, I think that's because uh, I don't think he's ever said anything publicly. But he's just like very fundamentally Christian, I believe, or okay. he might be Catholic. Like every Easter, him and his family like build a cross and they carry it up to a hill and like put it in. That sounds like a CrossFit thing. That doesn't sound... CrossFit. Ah! Hey! <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound like... I mean, that, that sounds like content. It, it honestly is. And I think, a, I think a lot of the thing is... He probably could be extremely, like, homophobic and all this stuff. But I think what it mostly is is he just, like, grew up with it. And then was very successful. And... This is the people always are like, you can change people's minds. I'm like, not celebrities. Celebrities are going to believe whatever they want to believe forever. And they'll double down on it on Twitter. And it's because you can't you can't look at that person and tell them they're wrong. Like, how are you going to look at Brad Pitt and be like, you're wrong? He's like, 
well, from where I'm sitting, <laughs> an A-list movie <laughs> celebrity who's known as the hottest man probably ever, like, living in a mansion. I divorced <laughs> Angelina Jolie. <laughs> I mean, like... Like, I do nothing wrong ever. You can't tell me shit. Yeah. Like, I'm Brad Pitt. There's no, there's no way to look at these people and be like, that's not right. Because, like, I've always been right. I mean, especially somebody like Brad Pitt, who's been in the public eye for, like, I feel like, a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's there's no bringing that man back down mm-hmm. to reality. Like, if he says something stupid, you, you just kind of have to lean back and, like, listen to it. I wonder what, like, the nannies that raised Brad and Angelina's kids must, like, be just, like, the greatest caretakers of all time. For, like, to own five kids from, like, five different families from across the globe and all of them are, like, put together and now one of them's, like, a psychopath. <laughs> Tom Hanks has two kids and one of them talks in a Jamaican accent all day and says, What was summer bumba clock pop pop? Chet Hanks. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Okay, so like, which one of which one of Brangelina kids is is the psycho? Is it Maddox? That's the, none of them are though. I think, and you can't say it's because of the parents, because very clearly Angelina and Brad were not taking good care of them. They're out being movie stars. That's a nanny's job. Yeah. And whoever that nanny is, great job. <laughs> you really fucking made it. So, which of Tom Hanks' kids is? doing like vocal blackface on tiktok uh chet hanks that's uh so there's uh is it colin hanks his like that's the actor one that you sometimes see where if you see like a guy in like his like late 30s early 40s like that guy looks like tom hanks that's colin oh okay i've, I've never i've never seen it i'm learning so much like, yeah your girlfriend much must watch a lot of these movies <laughs> yes and then chet hanks is like their fail son like he never really did anything he's like 30 years old and uh, he was just like a case, like a classic case of like, I grew up with no consequences, so I don't understand how anything I do could be wrong. So like, <laughs> he just hangs out uh, like in like rap, like clubs, rap clubs. Yes, I am. If you cannot tell. White. Uh, he just like hangs out with like rappers all day and shit. And uh, just talks with a Jamaican accent, even though he's not that. And it's just... And nobody's kicked his ass yet? No. Uh, Tom and uh, Rita Wilson uh, have cut him off, allegedly. That's what some people say, but it's not known for sure. Basically, it's just like he was like an addict, and they were like, stop doing drugs. He's like, I stopped doing drugs, mama. Oh. <laughs> and it's like, Chad, please, we sent you to prep school. Like. <laughs> Can you just knock it off for Thanksgiving? Can you, can you use your normal voice and stop talking like an island boy just for this one meal? Nan is going to call you the help if you keep talking like that. Knock it off. Bro, <laughs> that shit's wild. Speaking of wild shit, um, one of my girlfriends and I went to a Christmas festival a couple mm. of weeks ago, and it was delightful. There were so many lights. It was so merry, and there were Christmas cocktails, and like that was not the primary focus of it, but there was a market, Ooh. and um, I love to shop. So the first thing I see when I come into this market is this stall. I'm, I'm not going to tell you what this product is. I just want you to smell it. <laughs> and, then, and then we'll figure out together what it is. All right. I'm going to give you a fair warning here. I usually can't smell things. So just the people at home, if I do smell this, know that it's horrible regardless. Is, it, is that like a COVID thing? No, I think I, because I haven't been able to smell well for years. I think it's, I got hit in the head playing hockey too many oh, times. Yeah, and I think that was probably it. All right, so take a whiff 
All right, let's see this. Yeah, I'm getting nothing. I'm sorry. I hate to disappoint like this. That's okay. That's okay. I mean, because like oh, that just gave me a very funny mental picture because what this is is um, it's called panty cakes. <laughs> it's a. <laughs> Personal care enhancer. Let me read you some some about panty cakes. Um, Essential oils doing douche now. That's crazy. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> all right, ingredients: USDA certified organic virgin coconut oil, trade secret elixir. Only four ingredients. Um, panty cakes is a 100% natural, non-toxic, chemical-free elixir. It contains natural anti-yeast, antibacterial, antifungal properties. So for those not able to smell through my screen it's like can i take a look in the bottle here yeah absolutely what is the consistency of this so it goes because it's coconut oil it goes solid at like room temperature oh it's very cummy okay <laughs> so that is yeah it smells like that is awful <laughs> <laughs> it smells like like uh like like a christmasy kind of cake so it's very it's very on brand for the season we're in right now, and you put it on your puswango to make it smell. Pusway. <laughs> yeah, you, you you apply a little bit to Chateau Poussoir, and um, oh. so so yes, I have tried it, and it this is this is some, sometimes I just buy things for the podcast uh-huh. just to talk about them, mm. and um. It, it delivers on the promise of smelling, but, like, the problem is, like, if you're just, like, sitting there, you you just smell it. And somebody's going to be, like, I I, I don't want to, I don't, yes. Are you baking? Like cake, yeah. yeah, are you baking? <laughs> no, this has anti-yeast properties. It ain't baking shit. Yeah. But it just, it it's very <laughs> fragrant. And so it's, like, what smells like Christmas? And people are going to, it's, it's the kind of thing that, like, would draw attention to itself. That you can't, that is the worst. I mean, if you go to a party with an overactive. That is. <laughs> like, he likes you, and you're like, stop it! You're gonna have to stiff arm a fucking pit bull. And he's like, no. I mean, I stiff arm a pit bull every day. Like the whole time we've been recording, my my pit bull has been just like jumping up on the <laughs> on the glass, trying to be let in, and I have it because he's gonna knock over the screen mm. or just like. Ah, yeah. my, my, my pit bull is insane. He's half husky, so. Oh yeah, that's a lot of energy right there. Oh yeah, he's he's nuts. Yesterday, I about punched him in this dumb little face and turned him into a pug because. Okay. <laughs> Um, I don't know if y'all are H-E-B shoppers, but... A heeb? I love a good old heeb. Yeah, I fucking love the heeb. You know what the B and H-E-B stands for? What? Butt. Because that's the guy's last name. And so my grand- I told my grandmother that when she was still with us, and uh, she's like, can we go to the butt store? Would you take me to the butt store? That's great. I love that. Yeah, my- Your grandma gets it. She parties. Oh, yeah. She was she was, she was was cool as shit. Um, can we go to the butt store? She was just delighted. By- <laughs> it's so funny. Like Old people is one of two ways. Like, either nothing ever makes them happy or it's the simplest little things. It's never it's never like like a good, like, happy birthday. And they're just kind of like, oh, thank you. But then, like, you tell them that. And like, oh, the butt store. Like, just so happy. You know what I love? Cranky people who are ridiculously fond of something wholesome. Like, mm. just the meanest person you ever met. But they're at Disney. Like, they want to go to Disney World every weekend. That, I feel like there's a weird the Midwest is ripe with that. It's a it's a land of of I need to uh present to something that I am a good person, but in doing so I keep all of the evilness inside of me and never <laughs> let it out. So it 
hardens like a diamond that I use to like cut people with. I make a diamond shiv out of all of my hatred. <laughs> and then I let it out with my family only. Yeah. If you're a dad, that means drinking and maybe slapping your kids around once a year around Christmas time. That's fine. It happens. As a mom, mostly a lot of bitchy comments about the neighbors. So, you know. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, so my mom's from the Midwest, but, mm-hmm. like, she's from she's from the south side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. So, it's a, so it's a different, like, she's just very open with her hatred. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, hi, hello. Um, you're, you're a dumb cunt, and I hate you. <laughs> it's like, they'll just black. It's just yep. right out there with it. It's so. very... I, my friend Nicolie, she's uh, from Missouri, and when we first met each other, I told her, "I'm like, you're not you. You're so passive aggressive." She's like, "I'm not passive aggressive," and I was like, "You need to be aggressive. Like, yeah. get the shit out." And now, whenever she like starts going off about something, like she'll start slipping into like a Long Island accent, where she's like, "I just don't." She's just such a fucking bitch, that girl. I cannot fucking stand her, what she stands for. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right, good for you. <laughs> Man, like, okay, so is, is, is your friend Nicolie a comic, too? No, she is just a very funny person. She she has no wants to ever be on stage, but she's always like, give me credit for those ones. <laughs> it's it's good to have people like that. I mm-hmm. feel like lately I've, I'm only interacting with other comics, and it's it's mm-hmm. it's it's changing my worldview a little bit. Like most people don't talk about their pussy as much as I do. No, and like, uh, like when I do, it's like a fictionalized version of it. Like it's a character of its own. And it's also it's also like like with comics, there's definitely like you feel more open to just talk about things. Yeah, because you know that the other person's also always looking for the funniest thing, and they know you know that's how they're gonna take it. It's not like with regular people, you'd be like. <sighs> Hey, what do you think about this? Uh, what do Mexican gangsters fight with? Kung Fu? <laughs> and then someone's like, what, is that a racist, two-way racist joke? It's like, maybe, but it's, I'm working it out, it's okay? Like, can, we, can, we just, like, can we just entertain this thought for a little while? Like, yeah. The thought doesn't have to stay the night. We don't have to get married to it, but like, can we just, can we just like, give it a cup of coffee and then see what it says? Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, like... I, I, I can't talk to normal people. Mm. Hashtag autism. Um, <laughs> but like talking to other comics, like I, I I can't bring myself to take things seriously in yeah. life unless it's like something I'm working on. I'm just, I don't have opinions that are strong. Yeah. But like a lot of people do. Mm. And if you try to like make levity of a situation, it's, it gets weird. It's always, it's the worst feeling when you're, because it works every once in a while. You're in a tough situation, a very tense, like the moment's sitting there and you throw a joke out and it breaks it. Everything goes away. You're like, okay, ooh, relieve the tension. We can move on, have a better conversation. And sometimes you throw that and it fucking drops. <laughs> and, it, and it just, I remember one time my mom and I were arguing. I was really young. I was probably like, like nine or ten. And uh, she just goes, who the hell do you think you are? And I went, <laughs> Jacob Alexander McClellan, nice to meet you. <laughs> and she chased me out of the house. I was like, that one did not land the way I wanted it to. <laughs> I was watching Judd Apatow's special last night, and <laughs> like the way you said that, 
um, reminded me of like a bit that he did last mm-hmm. night. Or last night, it was in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of the content that I watched last night, uh-huh. where like one of his kids is just like walking around the house, like using her badge like a puppet. <laughs> I was like, "Hello, have you seen Lost?" <laughs> so I was like. And like, okay, so I'm uh, tomorrow marks one year that I that I left my ex husband. Woo! Yes, um, I still haven't decided how I'm going to celebrate that. I, I need to figure my shit out. But like, he told me a story of one time when he was a kid. It was like a family Thanksgiving or Christmas, you know, mm-hmm. like a very you know dignified, solemn affair. Mm-hmm. And so he starts. He drew a butt on his face or a face on his butt, and like started talking out of it. Oh my god! Good <laughs> lord! And so like his mom, who's like a very uptight disney person mm-hmm. <laughs> no like I'm, I'm not kidding they live in florida and they are like like the highest like level of like disney pass holders oh and like they're like God. platinum or whatever on like the cruise line oh, like their whole fucking life is disney no so like your girlfriend wanted to be amongst that my condolences i'm going to talk her into texas instead but... we just we had a conversation about that the other day you can finish your story and i'll talk about it afterwards but... i mean no that was basically it just like she's like the meanest lady i've ever met and obsessed with disney it, it it's so incongruous thankfully my girlfriend is a very sweet human being overall uh the only time she ever gets like angry to the point where I'm like, okay is <laughs> when she's driving the amount of road rage this woman has it's great it's the classic midwest like i need to put up all of the niceties around everyone yeah. else and then when i get in the car no one else can hear me so i can go fucking ban shit <laughs> yes. like it's so and she'll do it when i'm driving too like someone will cut me off and i'm just like whatever and she's like you fucking piece of shit i'm like whoa whoa they can't hear you that's just for me and i don't like it <laughs> i mean i met her one time and she's like i did get that vibe off yeah. her like you're super nice She's a so super. You really? She's like, a super sweet, but like I want, I just want you to go off on something. Like what? what like what do we drink to make you just? <laughs> what do you? What do you think about you know, Jim and Pam on the office? <laughs> the uh, with the Disney thing though, she watches TikTok all the time, and she uh, gets all of her like me, like I like social media stuff from basically just that. So do you know Chugi at all? Yeah, I know the word chuggy. Yeah. I still like okay, so I I just I just want to say of the word chuggy, it sounds like when there's cum in the tip of a condom, like the, the, the that that consistency. That that consistency makes me think of that. That that's it almost I feel like chuggy is such a good word. It's like the perfect word for what like sometimes you get like uh like a cacophony like that's a cacophony is a cacophony. That's the perfect word for that. <laughs> that sounds like what that is exactly. like crackle. And 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 I feel like Chewy hits that because when I say it, I hate it. As soon <laughs> as it it sits right here on the, ch- I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, abort this. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't say Chewy. <laughs> but it, know, what does Chewy mean? Like, oh, we'll go back to your story in a second. Yeah. I just, I just, I don't understand what Chewy actually is. It's like, uh, like, like kind of cringy, but like in a way. They're like, you know how, like, if someone was to be like, the cheeseburger, epic win, like, uh, fail, like, you would be so like. So 2003. Like, that would be, because it was super popular then, but now it's like, everyone looks back and it's like, don't fucking do that now, man. That was like, a, so I think that's kind of like a trend that is no longer a trend, basically. Oh, okay. So it's just, it's just demo day. Yeah. And so Disney adults is now one of those things. And so she, she, we were laying in bed the other day and she goes, am I chuggy? 
And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, I just like really like Disney. And I'm like, yeah, but you're not like awful. She's like, I'm not like the worst at it. I'm like, no, you're definitely not the worst. She's like, so I'm like, good. I'm like, yeah. She's like, what? I'm like, you, you want to get another tattoo uh, of a Disney person? And she's like, okay, that's so. I'm like, you already have two Disney tattoos. <laughs> And those are the only tattoos you have. <laughs> and she's like, that is chuggy. I'm like, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, it is. That is chuggy. I love you and do whatever you want. If it makes you happy, it makes you happy. But you got to understand it. Look, I am a 23-year-old man who plays Pokemon. So I get it. But I'm not going to get a tattoo or, like, go out and be like, do you guys see the new Pokemon shit? Or, like... I'm going to keep that to myself, and if someone else brings it up, sure, I'll engage. Okay, yeah, that that seems like a reasonable way to, like, go about your interest. When I had no idea you were that much younger than me. You're, mm-hmm. just, you're, you're just such a functional fucking person, <laughs> which is rare in comedy. So, so good job. It's It's been a weird – I remember when I first got to St. Louis, they were having the Flyover Comedy Festival, and, uh, like, that was my first week there doing comedy, and I had met a few people already, so I, like, kind of knew people – and then a bunch of other comics came because there was just one club that they were doing open mics at. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they all wanted to practice before the actual showcase. And so there was like 40 people there, which was way bigger than they're used to. So they're like, all right, everyone raise your hands. You're from out of town. So we can try to hopefully get you up there. And so I raised my hand because I was new. And they were like, so everyone here uh, for the festival? Then? And I was like, I didn't even know there was a festival. Uh, or no, before that, uh, like someone came over and was like, Hey kid, you're from out of town. How long have you been doing comedy? Like like a couple months. I'm, I'm 21, and they were like, "This fucking kid got on a national show." And people were so mean to me for the next week until the showcase was over. I didn't know why. Jesus. And so then the week was over. Like, are you still staying? I'm like, yeah, I go to school here now. Like, oh, you weren't here for the festival? And I was like, no. And they're like, ah, oh, okay, all right. It was very. Being a young comic, that's I can understand why they would be upset. Like some of those guys have been doing it for like ten years, and it comes to their town, and I'm just like, "Oh, I'm from Maine. I've been doing this for a few months, and now I'm here to hopefully win a couple thousand dollars." So, I mean, I like I like the chutzpah. I like I like the balls on that. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's just you know big balls energy. Yeah, I mean, which I think is is big balls like. This, Usually when somebody talks about, you know, courage, like, oh, check out the balls on this fucker. But like, and then we say big dick energy. Like, why don't we say big balls energy? Big balls energy is different than big dick energy. That's why. Okay. Big balls energy is, uh, what can I think of here? Think of like a, like a, like a grizzly bear that likes drinking 40s and smoking black and mild. Like that's big ball energy. That's not... Like, big dick energy is like a man in action. That's a firefighter. That's Smokey the Bear, right? Okay. Uh, and then big balls energy is Yogi the Bear, you know? <laughs> just, <laughs> that's big balls. That's just a guy that's just like, I got no fucking problems. I'm going to fucking eat some sandwiches. Like, those aren't yours. Like, I don't care. And then just like, eats them anyway. That's a big ball man. That, okay, so I feel like all bears are men. Is that... Is that, is all, that... all bears are dudes, for sure. Okay. Like... What about what about birds? I feel like different. I feel like birds. It depends. Can be like, it's hard for me to picture a male flamingo. That is tough. But all peacocks are men. They're just all drag queens. That's all. <laughs> man. I, I I would say most big cats, women, except for uh, the snow leopard, 
who uh, is a music uh, major in college. Just a nice 22-year-old, just kid from Iowa that went out to New York City, and now he's like, I'm having the time of my life here. But he's like still kind of slinking around. I love snow leopards. Snow leopards are beautiful. What's your, what's your favorite big cat? Tiger, for sure. I was obsessed with them for the longest time. I like read a whole book that was just like a hundred year like lineage, basically, of this one tiger family when I was in sixth grade. Just totally like a college level book. Just like no fun. Like so, the tigers played. It's all just like so. She went here to eat for the next couple weeks, and then went here to follow. We tracked her, and it was just like that. I was so obsessed. I loved it. That is that's the most autistic thing I've ever heard uh-huh. of my heart. It really just I love I love how wholesome that is. I think at some points like it, it definitely is a spectrum because there was points in my life where I definitely did like the uh what is it called? Stimming. Stimming, yeah. Stimming. Like there was points where I was doing that constantly, but then like people would be like, What are you doing? I'm like, I don't know, I guess. <laughs> Nothing. I'm, I'm I'm thinking like and, and I and I do that all the time. Yeah. I'll like I'll if I get a clicky pen, mm-hmm. it's really oh, like, okay, fuck so, impossible. I love clicky pens. Uh-huh. They are so satisfying. Except for like the ones that just like the click does not commit. Those fucking half hard. Like, like stop giving me a noodle. Don't come in here with this. <laughs> Seriously. Like I, I love a, like a really satisfying clicky pen. Like those pilot pens. Like, mm-hmm. oh, they, that, that is a really satisfying click. That's, that's something I got to put down. Like that's a, that's a, <laughs> that's <laughs> That that's the uh, definitely like an addict behavior for me because I'm like I just see it and I'm like, oh, fuck. no, don't do it. If you can, you got over it. Just one click, just one click. It's not gonna hurt anybody. And then I'm just fucking sending it. <laughs> I fucking love that. Like, just just wholesome things that are so fucking obnoxious. It's great. It's it's weird how like things can go from being cute to obnoxious very quickly. Like, like I, uh, like whenever I see like a little kid throwing, having a tantrum, like crying, like there's always in a, in a tantrum, there's a moment right before it gets bad that it's almost kind of cute where it's like, I'm, I'm sad. It's like, what's the matter? It's like, class. and it's like, we're at the zoo, bud. That's what they do. Yeah. And then, then it just melts down from there. And you're like, ah, sh- all right. It was a good bit, but fucking stop it. It's not. <laughs> I feel like a kid right about to throw a tantrum is like, like that, that tantrum, t- tantrum. Tantrum prodrome. Mm-hmm. Wow, words are fucking hard. Man. <laughs> um, I only get paid to say them on stage. It's yeah, like off exactly. stage, it's like no, I'm off the clock. Don't expect me to fucking talk right. But like mm. a tantrum prodrome mm-hmm. is like adults on Twitter. Yeah, uh huh. It's like I'm gonna say this dumb thing, and <laughs> and then like the 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 sun is gonna go behind a cloud, and it's just gonna my day is gonna spiral from here, folks. Mm-hmm. Like we're just t- today we're today we're doing Bean Dad. Do you remember? Okay, like, what, what? Do you remember Bean Dad? Can we? Can we just? Bean Dad was the one. I never saw the original tweet, so I've only ever seen people talking about it. I think through context, I've gotten it, which was, I'm not teaching my kids how to do anything. Like, if they have a can, they can get a can opener or something like that. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And people were just like, "Oh my god, make your nine year old some beans, dude." Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> like fucking knock it off. Mm-hmm. Just like he wanted to make it a teachable moment. But I feel like it was the most, um, what's that? What's the name of that show? Um, that sketch comedy that's just like absurd. I, I think, think you should, should leave. leave. Yeah, yeah, that one. I feel like he just tried to be that guy about it mm. instead of like teaching the child how to use the can opener and like 
pick a pot and like heat up the shit. It was like, I'm going to watch you suffer and I'm going to live tweet it. See, my dad, my dad likes to think himself as one of those like old fashioned, like I can fix it. I'll fix it up. But (laughs) he, it's not that he can't, it's just that he doesn't know how to do it either. Like he could, if he wanted to, he'll figure it out, but he doesn't have the knowledge already. So whenever he's like, I was growing up, he's always like, come out to the car. I want to show you how to fix uh, something in the engine. And I was like, okay. And then basically we would just sit out there and watch a YouTube video for 20 minutes. And then he would start working on it and be like, wait, can you go back 30 seconds? And I would hold the phone while he watched it. I'm like, this isn't me. I could have just watched the video myself. I don't have to be out here. If we're both going to be doing this. I mean, like, that's in a weird way. That's kind of like millennial dad bonding. It's it's the weird. I'm like, if you really wanted the message to hit home, just watch the video without me first. Like, at least try to pretend. At least try to impress me, dad. Yeah. Like, wow, my dad knows shit. Wow, my dad can use YouTube. Uh-huh. My yeah. dad can YouTube the hell out of some car videos, which I've got to say, I do. I do like the YouTube dads who just like show you how to fix everything. Because like I had a leaky P trap. <laughs> I can't say that with a straight face. A leaky P trap? Yeah. The, okay. So I, uh, I am a homeowner mm-hmm. and that means shit is always breaking <laughs> because this house is from the seventies and like, Hell yeah, the grooviest of times. Exactly. Like you might've noticed my sunken living room, Uh huh. which is, it does, it serves no purpose. It's just, it's just sunken. It for... serves, it serves vibes. I feel like that was all done because it's always sunken in accordance to the kitchen. And I feel like that was done in a way to like, give the wife like a sultry walkover. I feel like that's Ooh. what they, that was probably what it was. Like, you want to see your wife walk down some stairs? <laughs> yeah. My parents' living room is like that. It's mm-hmm. like, it's, it's sunk and sunk. There's mm-hmm. like four steps that you have to like, and it's, it's very, uh, you know, that episode of Mad Men mm-hmm. where it's Don's birthday. And so, uh, Megan Draper is like, zooby, zooby, zooby. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 damn. Now I just want to put on a nightgown and like do that for somebody. <laughs> like, Ooh, yeah. I'll, I'll bring you this cauliflower pizza out of the kitchen. Like, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> Yeah, just 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 all French about it. It's fun all the different ways that women can be sexy as compared to men. Like women, like it can almost always be. I remember <laughs> this is a very personal moment. I remember uh, I was with an ex-girlfriend of mine and uh, we were at church with her family uh, on Sunday and her little niece uh, was there and she was like kind of like a little a little, uh, little fussy. And so she picks her up and she's holding her. She just kind of bounced her and she starts calming down. And I just like look over. I don't know what it was. If it was just like her, like that kind of smiling, holding her knees, or, like the lights and all of that. Or just the, the moment in the church. But I was like, man, I want to put a baby in you. And I was like, where the fuck did that Whoa. come from? Like just like <laughs> such a genuine emotion waved over me that I was like, what the fuck was that? Like, <laughs> I know, right? Like it's... I get, I get that with dudes all the time. It, and it's such, but it's, I feel like with women, it's like different. It's always like different with guys. It's like, he's doing something physical. Like it's always that, like, I feel like for women. Oh, it's with me. It's not physical. Um, I mean, sometimes it is like physical, like, mm. um, like I, I, I never really like got emotional for my ex-husband, mm-hmm. which, which is a terrible thing to say, but it's true. Uh-huh. And like when we, when I still had these big trees back out here, one time he very capably swung an axe and like got a branch off mm-hmm. that was like dead, and I was like, okay, yeah, <laughs> do that again, yeah, yeah, and like, but he was always breaking shit, so mm-hmm. like just the, the the respect just kind of like went, Bruh. yeah, yeah, but like I if I if, if I don't know, dude, this has happened to me twice now. Um, 
if I don't know a dude plays the piano and then he comes over and uh, then he starts playing my piano all beautiful. I'm just like, <gasps> I mean, me. I mean, yeah. Like who wouldn't? I would for sure. That makes sense. It's like, it's such a hot thing. Or like if it, when a guy is good with my dogs, like all three of them, mm-hmm. which doesn't happen. <laughs> like I do not, I'm not raising pets. I am, I'm just, I, I, I keep this stable of dogs to test my one night stands. You like, must, how much of a man are you? You must pass the three queens test. The three queens test. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like the dogs are all boys and that makes that even funnier. <laughs> you can call dogs whatever. I usually go with a good old boy, but sometimes I'm like, who's a good girl? And that's just the best. It's just like, ah. Little... Speaking of misgendering, my favorite new thing to tell people is suck my dick. It's the, <laughs> I honestly... One of the funniest <laughs> moments, like in a movie that I was like, like that really hit me, was a Pitch Perfect uh, in the original. When it's just a quick line toss where they're like, "I can see like your toner through your jeans," which is like you have like a you're turned on by like someone of like the opposite team. Basically, was like their thing trying to make. And she's like, "That's just my dick," and like just walked <laughs> off. And I just was like, "That's such a great fucking line. I love that." What I would you say more often? Yeah, I, like I was talking about this with my friend Sam. She's 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 also a local comic. We were just talking about our dicks. Yeah, like we don't have actual penises. No, we just have big dick energy. I mm-hmm. guess. Like she told me, I was very masculine in my presentation on stage, which I don't know how true that is because I always like I always like you know if I'm gonna be performing somewhere, I'm like yeah, hey, do it with the lipstick. You know, mm-hmm. light up light up your Joker, but like. I guess I guess I'm just a dude on stage, which is weird because I mostly talk about pussies. But I feel like that's like for for a weird reason, guys can't relate to women. Like they just don't. There's no like you see it all the time, and that's why like I feel like a lot of like the best female comics have chunks of their stuff where they talk about their junk in that kind of way. Yeah. It's never in a very feminine way where it's like it's you know kind of weird it's always like i bleed and guys like (laughs) yes like they can't they can't understand how it might be something other than just like rage or testosterone they need it through that filter to understand women's problems yeah and if you try to send it as like a this is the thing that kind of made me feel weird they're like ah who feels weird it's either you're angry or you're horny that's it baby that's like, pretty much my emotional range lately it's like, yeah. or like i feel very motivated and disappointed and then angry and horny like i i realized i have not been overjoyed in a very long time mm-hmm. like i feel like that is a very feminine emotion that i'm just not able to access currently i want to find something to be overjoyed about god damn it but like i was talking to my the neighborhood bartender last night and somehow we got on the subject of period poops like she, she, I had only met this bartender once, but she like remembered. She's like, "Oh yeah, you're a comic and you like mayonnaise on your fries." I'm like, "What? Why the fuck do you remember that?" Um, but then she's like, she, "People find out I'm a comic and mm. then just start talking total nonsense to me, which mm-hmm. I love. I love it oh, deeply because yeah. I met these I met these three cats last night and they were just like talking about like there were three black dudes mm-hmm. and like one of them made a big deal about like I'm the middle dark my friend is the light skin one oh, hold on sorry is... just before you continue yeah <laughs> did you refer to three black guys as these three cats I saw <laughs> I mean I call every okay look I know that might just be something you say it's, about I, I everybody every cat. but it's just so funny just be like I saw these three cool cats <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
exactly. Well, yeah, my uh, my vaguely racist bar story is <laughs> jazz under, underscore there. Yeah. Um, they were talking about like these dudes had like actual material about like we're three friends of three different shades. Mm-hmm. So he would be the field one, and mm-hmm. I would be the house one, and like I would, I'm just like. I learned a lot last night. It was it was it was very entertaining. And then the bartender started talking about period poops, and I'm just like, which is which is delightful. Like we don't, oh, yeah. women don't talk about grossness enough. No. Like uh, this other this other guy I know, this other cat, a white cat, <laughs> a white cat. Um, he, like I said, I like I gotta go. I got like I got a tink tink, which is uh-huh. what I say when I gotta pee. Cause like I don't like tinkle. That's mm. just like, but you know, tink tink. It's it's still kind of fun and lighthearted, mm. and not as crass as I'm gonna take a leak. Uh, which I feel like is more my brand, but like, I, he, and he said like, "Oh, you're gonna go shake the dew off a of lily," I'm like, which is weirdly graphic. I feel it is. It is when you think about it too long. Graphic. <laughs> it's it's almost uh, like Shakespeare poetry when you like read and you're like, "Oh, it's a beautiful metaphor," and then you read like the translation of the side. It's like, "I want to fuck you raw. I want to be in there." And you're like, "Oh, I thought this was a summer's day. What's happening?" <laughs> <laughs> my pussy is fair and temperate <laughs> man like, i love horny old poetry it's it's so funny just to picture what sex was like even like i'd say just before the invention of the shaving cream like before that how fucked up sex must have been just like with people in their bushes and stuff or what not even just bushes just but i see some dudes and i i'm sorry i i mean this truly if you have like a disgusting like a teen wolf amount of like shoulder and back hair and you don't wax it kill yourself i can't <laughs> i can't i every time there's a producer on uh tom segura and christina uh, Brzezinski's podcast oh who has super bad shoulder hair and i always could kind of see it sticking up through the thing and i was like is that just like like a haircut or something i don't understand and then i saw a picture with him shirt off and i went oh my you're disgusting i hate you oh and it's nothing i don't know what it is it's just a personal thing for me you know i feel that like i've (laughs) I've been in amorous conquest with a gentleman and like, I might not have like spent a lot of time with him before this. And like, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll feel for the shoulders. Cause I like, I like to touch and like, then it's just like, like I'm like, I'm, I'm running my fingers through something now. This isn't the experience I expected to have today. You just give him a quick pat on the back. And like, Are you wearing a sweater under this t-shirt? I don't... <laughs> it's like you're insulated. Well, it, it, to be fair, I get that about not seeing because I went on three different dates with a girl who had half a hand, and I didn't know that until the third date. <laughs> I went through a bad point in college where I was drinking a lot, uh, and uh, like I, two favorite activities of mine: uh, blacking out and then scheduling a bunch of dates for the same day. So it was like a '90s sitcom scenario. I'm like, what am I gonna do? Ooh! I don't know. I did that like five times where I like wake up the next morning. Like, Oh yeah. I feel like, what is this? And it's just like a bunch of like, I'll see you tomorrow night. And I'm like, who the f- Oh no. Like, and then the other one, uh, blacking out on first dates. Loved doing that. Oh yeah. I haven't, I don't, I don't think I've ever blacked out on a first date. No. Most what is that like? It is, uh, it's fun for some reason, sadder for others, but, um, I did it three times, and all three times I still got a second date. 
which just goes to show how yeah, low the bar is for guys, like young guys, is that I was blackout drunk and they were like, he seemed nice at least, you know? Yeah. Like, I, this is a problem I can work around. I remember this one girl, we, uh, we went on a first date, we went on a second date, and then on the second date, she does like this, like, I forget what it was, but it was like something of like a, like a reference sort of it was like and that's why we don't eat pizza right and i was like what are you talking about and she was like you don't remember i was like what she's like from our first date which was like two nights before i'm like what do you mean she's like like in the car the other night you told me i'm like when was i in your car and she's like when you walked me down there i did not remember i remember walking her down to her car and then i remembered getting upstairs to my room there's a three hour period of my life that was gone and she was like we talked a lot about like a lot of things and i was like "Ah, fuck i feel bad now my favorite blackout activity is texting my friends Mm -hmm. um i know this only because i have a record of it (laughs) and sometimes it's very surprising Uh uh-huh but i will blackout text my friends Mm -hmm. i really hope nobody ever reads them on air yeah um like a few weeks ago though there was a situation where somebody i think put something in my drink Mm mm-hmm and I was texting absolutely batshit. Not like, okay, so some of the things I were saying were crazy because not only had I consumed alcohol, but there was a drug I did not consent to taking, mm-hmm. which I don't, I don't do drugs mm-hmm. other than like Delta eight, mm-hmm. which is, you know, the, the, which is the weed you can buy in North Austin. Um, it's the whippets of weed. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, 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 that's a good way to put it, <laughs> but, but I like it. And uh, I was couple of things were happening one of my friends texted me at three in the morning which that's gonna go as well as that's gonna go on on a normal day uh you know but like i was trying to coordinate a ride home verbally with my buddy but i was also texting him Mm -hmm. i was like so my buddy asked me for my address but like i texted my friend the address Uh so he thought i was trying to like he thought I was trying to holler uh-huh. at him. Uh-huh. Yep. And it was not, this isn't like a, a buddy that I've known for years. It's mm-hmm. like, Danielle, you're acting strangely. Like, this is a guy I don't know very well. Mm-hmm. And like, so he thought I was trying to like, just he, he, he messaged me about like, I, I liked a couple of his posts and mm-hmm. he's like, oh yeah, you're my fan. And I was like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Come over. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's, that's not how that was supposed to go. No, no that's, <laughs> that's not what happened. And uh, the other night, um, Okay, so my life always falls apart when I go on vacation from work, mm-hmm. and I, and I and I keep taking vacations anyway. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I, but I've also met a lot of new friends lately. So I blackout texted one of them how much I loved her. Then blackout texted one of my guy friends who I like have known for a little while about like this this disappointing dude situation that I found myself in. Mm. And like you know when you're like I'm not, I, okay I don't actively date, but. I do meet people that I like and go yeah. on dates with them. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them turned out like a little bit disappointing. And so I would like, I, I blackout texted my friend about it mm-hmm. and it was very emo. <laughs> like I have two speeds with a couple of my guy friends. Like we're, we're, we're super tight. They know all, like, I text them every horrible thought and we work on it as a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like these, these cats are like my older brothers. Mm-hmm. So they, so they, they like, they know that I have a heart, which is disgusting. <laughs> so I black, like, I, I feel comfortable enough with them to black out, text them about my feelings, mm-hmm. not titties. Not that would be a good friend. Uh-huh. I, I, I did black out text. One of my guy friends, like a, a titty pick the other day, <laughs> not the, not, this was like a couple weeks ago. I think it was over Thanksgiving. I was like, I was working a lot for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, and like, I 
I, you know how you have some of those friends like where you just have sexual tension for years and like you, it's never the right time to act on it because like they've got a girlfriend or like you're yeah, emotionally unavailable or whatever. Mm-hmm. I've got a friend like that. It's been a decade. We're very hot for each other, but it's like it's never going to happen, right? Um, so I will occasionally send him lewd photos when I need attention. As you do, you know. You know, right? Like, <clears throat> see, nude photos for me—that's why I've never, I've never really been a fan. I've got like been in relationships where girls are like, oh, I like sending them. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But then what ends up happening is that I don't request them very often because I'm like, I don't, I don't need them. Yeah. And then they're like, well, I still want the attention and the comments for it, so I'll just like be at work, and then at like one thirty, and I get like a, just a text of like a naked mirror self, and it's like, you think I'm hot? And I'm like, yes, but put your tees away, all right? People are gonna judge me. I don't look like the kind of guy that just gets naked photos sent to him for no reason. I look like the creep at work going like, I'm horny, fucking send me something. <laughs> like I, I can't, I can't pull that off if somebody sees me. <laughs> Man, like. That's a good kind of dude to be, though. The guy who who never asks. For, like, it's like Zen and the art of dicks. Yeah. Or, or, or I guess for you it's tits. But like, <laughs> um, I mean, like I've, I've never sent a naked mirror selfie. I find those so chuggy. It's it was definitely it was never about trying to make me happy. It was all about trying to reaffirm their thoughts. It okay. wasn't. Yeah. It was never like a. Did you reaffirm that thought? I literally, I have a <laughs> screenshot. I think I've tweeted it before. Hold on. i try to find it. That's, it, re, I, it just doesn't do it justice. Hold on. Man, okay. So I hated when I was on the apps. This was like, this was years ago when they were still websites, not apps. Um, I, I would be looking at guys' pictures and be like, oh, he's, he's kind of cute, blah, 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 blah. The mirror selfie. And like, you can see how disgusting his bathroom is. Like, there's that one sad brown towel that every guy has. And the mirror is dirty, which I, I know I get like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an animal. We're in my house right now. It is not a tidy place. Um, but like, I would get so persnickety if a dude had like those little white spots on the mirror. I'm like, you couldn't just like clean that up right before you're like trying to showcase your, your six pack. No, cause I have the six pack. So I don't have to do all that stupid shit. <laughs> I don't have to put an effort. I'm hot. Exactly. Guys. Now we're getting it. Now we're all, now we're cooking with gas. Motherfucker, this is. I need to. You know, I always laugh at people that are like, I put my little photos in folders. And I'm like, dummy, you already got them in a folder. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then now I'm here scrolling through SpongeBob meme screenshots Ooh. from the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, mostly just like little, uh, little things. God damn it. Where the fuck is it? I'm so sad. I hate. That's okay. We just find it, man. Like uh, we, we were going to talk about some other stuff on here. I can edit this part out. It's, like I, I can, I can edit out whatever. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, I know we had a, like we had a lot of stuff in the Discord that we were wanting to talk about. This is true. Yeah. Why can't I just Google things? You should be able to. That's what I thought. If I was just looking it up, should have been able to just find it. Oh, yeah, we were going to do a, a bit of a Christmas bit, weren't we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be Christmas without Nancy Reagan tossing throat. Ah! <laughs> so you saw how Nancy Reagan is the throat goat. Throat goat? Yeah. Like, do I have that screenshot? It's so it's just funny in the context that there's no one around that can really defend her properly. 
So it's just going to be her legacy from now on for a bunch of like people in their 20s to like 40s is that Nancy Reagan was the throat goat. I mean, like, I never really knew that much about, you know, Nancy Reagan. And like, I know that it's very, you know, trendy right now for people to like make Ronald Reagan jokes. I just, I'm never going to see anything different about these people. Like my parents will talk about like Reagan economics or whatever. And I'll just be thinking about dicks. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's Reagan is a weird thing in history. Cause he was basically, I can't fucking find it. Basically the thing was, is that I had sent a girl that I was dating a uh, text uh, about how there was a rise in anti-Semitic hate crimes uh, in the U.S. And, like then I, <laughs> and then I got a text back that was just a nude. And so I took a screenshot and it was just like the bottom half of the picture. So you couldn't see anything. Yeah. And then just my text is like, did you respond to me saying there's a rise in hate crimes? With a nude? <laughs> it's like in movies when you know, a woman is talking about something. She's like talking about her feelings to the guy who's like disappointing her or whatever. And he shuts her up by kissing her. It's like, yeah. Did you think that was going to make this better? Like my, my ex would try that with me sometimes. I'd be like, no, I'm talking to you about my disappointment. Don't don't try to like turn me on right now. I'm I, mad. I remember this one girl, me and her, met on uh, Tinder or something, and we were uh, texting back and forth, and we got into like a disagreement about something. It wasn't anything serious. It was just like a like a playful disagreement. Yeah. And I was like, I'm I'm right. She's like, No, I'm right. I'm like, No, you're pretty wrong. I promise you. And she's like, I'll send you nudes if you say I'm right. And so. I I know I know that she's just trying to be flirty and trying to like like move things along. I understand that, but in my mind, uh, I was like no. So I responded with, "I can find whatever a better version of whatever you're going to send me for free online right now." <gasps> and so she called my bluff and just sent them. And I wasn't going to be a dick and be like, "These are mediocre. You're still wrong." Like, so I was like, "All right, I guess you're right." But then she starts gloating at me. She's like, "Ha ha, I told you." And I'm like, "Don't fucking don't. I'm being nice. You don't." I guess also though, that's kind of on me. That would be like if like, <laughs> you know, in football games they have like a special needs kid running for a touchdown every once in a while, yeah. and then the whole team celebrates. It would be funny if just like one of the defenders was like. Wait, you guys let him get in? You're gonna let him celebrate like that in our home turf? <laughs> Somebody needs to call that excess that special needs child for excessive celebration. <laughs> He's taunting, Raph, all right? Take it back fifteen. <laughs> oh my god. That seems like that seems like and I think you should leave, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like I'm just picturing like that 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 guy uh-huh. like, as like a very like principled football yeah. player now. And it's it, it delights me. It Are we not going to enforce the rules for everybody now, huh? Just yeah. star athletes. <laughs> rules only matter if you're. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't have any football <laughs> to make there. I don't get football. Um, how would you explain football to somebody who's who's never been to the states before? Um, it's all it's so it's always poor people that play football. Those are like the the really successful ones are always come from poor families for some reason. Don't know why. That's just the case. <laughs> uh, but um, basically, it's the two separate sides of poor, though, in America. It's poor black people and poor white people. And then for some reason, a lot of Samoans just because they're genetically built for football. Uh, and so those sides kind of contrast all the time uh and then it's just a bunch of dudes trying not to be gay basically doing the gayest thing in the world which is touching each other and hugging each other so 
I just want to transcribe what you just said and have Werner Herzog read it. Yeah. Because it's like, it was so, like, I feel like when people talk about football, they think about like they think it's the greatest thing ever, which I don't fucking understand because it just it's it's the opposite of hockey. Hockey it, it goes and mm-hmm. it's fast and like ninety minutes goes by like that. Yeah, football you have to commit to that shit because it takes all day. And I th- people like build up all this pageantry around it. I think that's the reason why, and also because they're all physical specimens of men. Like I would say, football players are probably the best athletes out of like the four major sports like hockey players are not athletes by any stretch of the imagination really oh my god no i remember graham towns and shout out graham if <laughs> you get a shout out from this that'd be funny <laughs> um uh he is a fantastic skating coach he was he's originally from jamaica his family immigrated to canada he became a professional hockey player and then went on to coach in uh, the nhl for a while as a skating coach and i remember him when we were like 15 some kid was like hockey players are athletes too he's like no you guys aren't and he went what and he's like you guys aren't athletic if i was to put you out on any other sport you would suck that's not athleticism you guys are very good at one specific skill skating and (laughs) and he's like but these guys are athletes too and he's like you have you ever seen phil kessel and he's like, what do you mean? He's like, have you ever seen that balding hot dog eating Phil Kessel? <laughs> that man is not an athlete. And I was like, all right, fair enough. I get where you're coming from. Phil Kessel's a big dude. He's huge. And he's not the only one. Like Jonathan Quick was a goalie, is a goalie for the LA Kings. And before he uh, like got a, had a bunch of injuries after he won his cups, he was just like a overweight guy that was like, I'm just really flexible. So that's going to be my thing. <laughs> I mean, I feel like hockey goalies, I feel like that's a job I could do. A lot of people do, for sure. It, it, as a retired hockey goalie, it definitely always seems like the easiest position, for sure. I mean, like, okay, so I, I have big, big love for Corey Crawford. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like so much. Um, <laughs> but there's one game I was watching in a bar like you do, and, uh, like, for a while there, we had a lot of really good hockey bars in Round Rock and Austin, mm-hmm. which 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 is very surprising. Oh yeah, and like I was a, I was in my favorite Blackhawks bar, mm-hmm. and I just saw Corey Crawford just like flinch at the puck, and <laughs> I just I started screaming. <laughs> I'm like, bro, no, you, your job is to it, your entire life is optimized around mm-hmm. not flinching at the puck. It's definitely it's weird because you you definitely get better at it about not flinching. I, the reason why I was always like that was one of the few things I didn't have to work on was just because when I was like young, I played soccer goalie. Cause that was when my dad played and uh, he would just punt soccer balls at me like as hard as he could from like pretty close in, like probably like the PK line. And uh, if I flinched, he would be like go run a lap. So then I was like, I hate running laps so much. I'd rather just not flinch. <laughs> I mean, that's, I guess that's a good way to do it, though. I mean, like, you know, child abuse has its perks. Yeah. I've, I, is that abuse? I don't know. I've had a bit for the longest time about trying to get child abuse to work. But I, my dad, my dad, uh, I always tell this, and it's always a fun indicator for me to find out if people were hit as children or if they were really hit as children. Because my dad, like, would, like, smack us. It was like, and he, this is how I always do it. My dad gave us the option head or chest. And you always had to choose. Like, if you get hit in the head, it's not going to be as hard. But you might be a little off kilter for a second. But if he gets you in the chest, he's going to connect. But, you know, not brain damage, at least. Shit. And so when I tell people that and they go, like, 
oh, that's fucked up. I'm like, oh, you didn't get hit as a kid. And then when people are like, he gave you an option? I'm like, yeah, you got beat. Like, that's... <laughs> you choose that's crazy my dad it was always the head with my dad <laughs> yeah. so it's like i mean i just i just kind of knew you know to expect that mm-hmm. after a while yeah like i don't know i don't know um fuck you ever just like have a brain fart just everything shuts down uh-huh, uh-huh. i feel that yeah like okay i feel like we had other shit we wanted to talk about it's christmas right it's christmas time and so at the holiday season we here like to bring back our favorite jewish christmas story a Christmas Carol, a story about a successful Jewish business owner being pressured by others to conform to beliefs he doesn't have, or, you know, a Christmas Carol. <laughs> you decide. I feel like the, the the humorless people of Twitter always post like why a Christmas Carol is so problematic. A Christmas Carol is the best Christmas movie. A Muppets Christmas Carol. Have you ever seen it? Uh-huh, yeah. It is the best Christmas movie of all time. I, at this point in my life, not a big Christmas person. I, especially down here where it doesn't feel like it at all for me. I'm like, I don't. I don't. It doesn't even. It's five days till Christmas. Four. Four. It's Jesus four. Christ. Yeah. So, <laughs> all of that. But still, anytime a Muppets Christmas Carol comes on, I'm like. I'm fucking yes for some Christmas. Oh, fucking love it. Um, what's the worst Christmas present a significant other has gotten you? Huh? Okay, so the uh, I, I dated this girl for a while, and she was not... I don't think she really liked me, you know? Uh-huh. I think she just liked the way I treated her. Yeah. Because she didn't think I was funny at all. And when I told my friends that, I, they were like, what? And I was and not even from a point of like, you're hilarious. Just from the point of like, I have nothing else to offer. So what are you here for? If it's not that I'm not. <laughs> she didn't think you were funny. <laughs> not even a little bit. Anytime I said something that genuinely made her laugh, she would say, where'd you get that from? And not even like, you know, like a, like my girlfriend now, whenever I say a bad joke or like a joke that doesn't land, she goes, you should be a comedian. And like, we uh, laugh about it. but she was doing it genuinely. Like, where'd you get that from? I want to watch it. I'm like, I made it. This uh, came from my brain. Oh my God. But she got me socks one year for Christmas. Just like a pair of like funky design socks. Yeah. And I like cried. Cause I was like, this is the most emotion she showed towards me is getting me something that I kind of actually like, <laughs> but oh it was, God. and when I look back on it now, I'm like, that is fucked up that I was that emotional with a pair of socks, <laughs> man. I, my, my ex-husband was a really shitty gift giver. Um, and that's like, okay. I have em- emotional amnesia about my birthday. Mm-hmm. I always look forward to it and I want to plan something fun. And then, nothing ever happens because mm-hmm. it's in August, which is the worst month and people are always on vacation. Mm-hmm. So I'm always alone. And during the panini, um, we were at home mm-hmm. and I had been talking about wanting this specific paddleboard because we were, we, there's a lake nearby and I just, I wanted to go mm-hmm. paddleboarding on that lake and like mm-hmm. a normal paddleboard. Like I, I just, I don't balance properly enough to enjoy it. So I'm kneeling the whole time. It's like, it's not that fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so for weeks leading up to my birthday, he was like, you're going to love what I got you. You're going to suck my dick so hard when I, when you see what I got you. Like, I'm like, okay. So, so as a man, that's such a crazy thing. You're going to love this so much. You're going to suck my dick. That's crazy. Can you breeze past it without even thinking? Oh, no, he said 
fucked up shit to me all the time. I want to say that to people so badly now. It's like, what you give me for lunch? Like, you're gonna love this. You're gonna suck my dick. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna suck my dick with the Jimmy Johns. It's so good, bro. I got your sandwich exactly right. You're gonna suck my dick. Are you gonna put the lotion on the skin again? <laughs> Yeah, but like, so he was he was really gassing me up about it. He was really gassing me up about like what he's doing. So you, as a man, know, okay, let, let's do some emotional math here. Um, wife says, I want this very specific thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not even dropping, I don't drop hints. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell you exactly what I want. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm easy like that. Yeah. I'm a giver. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. Man can afford the thing. Mm-hmm. Knows the, what the thing is. What do you think I got? Uh, I'm going to go with a teddy bear or jewelry shaped with a heart. No, those would have actually been like sentimental in any way. What he got me was an inflatable kiddie pool for my 30th, my quarantine birthday, my 30th. And it gets better. It gets better. So um, one of the things I had given myself thinking I would go outside more. Mm-hmm. I, I got a pink Yeti cooler. I mm-hmm. saw it at Home Depot and I was like, you know what? I, I deserve this. Bougie. I should Dang have it. nice things. Um, so I'm like, okay, fine. I, I had already like costco a bunch of champagne because I'm turning 30. That's a big fucking deal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he, he blew up at me because <laughs> I asked him, would you mind going to the corner store and getting some ice? He spit, he spent two hours bitching at me because I asked him to spend $8 on ice. That's fucking crazy. For my 30th birthday. I'm like, I bought this champagne. And like, he he wouldn't sit in the kiddie pool with me. So I'm just kind of like, I'm just, I'm literally just soaking in my emotions and like sitting by myself, drinking champagne in a kiddie pool. And like, I was posting it to my Instagram stories, which are real, which were really sad. And like, I was listening to like 90s pop music. Like he hated music for four years that we were together. I could not play music out loud. It just, it just pissed him off. It was all just, NPR. Just music in general? He's like, I like jazz. I'm like. Did you date a man from a 1950s comic strip? This is insane to me. Just all of this. It, it gets worse. Like he, he was a, he was a chronic sock giver. Like, like socks, for, like, socks yeah. are all that's, we want to talk about gender norms in a society. You only give men socks. He wanted socks for Christmas every year. That's so, the o- yeah. men are the only anyone who identifies as a man. You get socks for Christmas. That's how it works. That's how, that's that how, works. That's how we identify. Yeah, like so every year he asked for socks for Christmas because he didn't want to spend money on. He was such mm-hmm. a fucking stingy person. Like, um, he didn't want to spend money on socks. So he had. I think that I'm I'm trying to empathize with his emotional train of logic here. He thinks, oh, if I ask my mom for socks, um, I should get them for somebody who doesn't really like them. Um, and they weren't like good socks. Like I fucking, I fucking love some good socks, bro. But good like, socks. Yeah. Like, like the kind that like hug your feet properly oh, and are, God. and are good. No, he, he was obsessed with the Simpsons. He pretty much spoke exclusively in Simpsons quotes. So one year he got me the ugliest pack of, I hate the color yellow, of like yellow Simpsons socks. And like, you know, when like, you know, novelty socks or shitty socks. Yeah. They're, 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 they're not good as socks and no. nobody can see, you, nobody sees them. They're pointless. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I hate more than novelty socks, <laughs> except for like heart-shaped jewelry, inflatable kiddie pools, and just like like I hate I hate when men are thoughtless gift givers. Yeah. Like you're not paying attention. Um, he would give me socks. I'm like I would I would tell him I don't like these. <laughs> I'm like I, I'm like oh thank you for thinking of me, but like no no mm-hmm. no we're bro we're married. You have to yeah. do better than this. Like you're you're you have to you have to live with a disappointed woman. Uh-huh. And I'm and I'm not quiet. 
It's never like I I I remember when I was fifteen at the time. Uh, my high school girlfriend. I was at her birthday party, and it was I was the only guy there. She had just invited all of her girlfriends, and uh, it was her first birthday that we were dating together. So I was like, all right, I got this. I went out and I got her a little star necklace. Because I was like, you're my sunshine. Aww, sort that's, of thing. That, that's cute for this scene. I th- thought it was cute. I thought yeah, it was a good idea. Yeah, adorable. Uh, and then uh, uh, when I got there, I put the little box down next to all the other bags. We had a good time. And then she's opening presents and she's like, I'm going to save yours for last. Okay. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Awesome. I'm like, I'm fucking nailing this thing. First one, she opens up. It's her best friend since they were in kindergarten. It's a scrapbook of all these photos Aww. from their whole entire life together. And then, like, a little thing on the end for, like, future memories. I was like, oh, that's a good fucking gift. That's a good gift right there. It's all yeah. right. That's just the first one. We'll move on. Like, the second one, she got her tickets to, like, the Universal Experience in Harry Potter world. I was like, fuck me. And so I'm sitting there, like, I'm sweating. Like, so ner- Like, I got the worst fucking gift. <laughs> and so <laughs> she comes. She finally gets to mine, and she's like, Oh, it's just like so cute. And she opens it up, and I immediately like, "There's more. I just didn't get in here yet. It should be here in a few days." And she's like, "Oh, well, it'll be surprises, okay?" And she's like, "This is super cute, though." And I was like, "Yeah." And so I had to go out and get her another gift because <laughs> I felt so badly. I was like, "Fuck you, idiot!" Do you talk about this on stage? I feel like I feel like people need to hear this. The thing is with with these long, I I feel like I need it, like because I feel like what makes what's the funny part about me is that i am this big person that people see and usually their first instinct is like i don't like that guy like he just looks like every bad person in popular media (laughs) so for context jake is six foot seven yeah yeah he's a big dude Mm -hmm. um not like not like big fat like like, you, you notice when he walks into a room and so i feel like the hilarity of me comes from the fact that I like to think I'm a good person. Yeah. And so, like, when I say silly, extreme things, you know it's a joke. And it's just like, but then also, like, when I get frustrated, that's my friend's favorite thing to do. Because I don't get mad. I just kind of like, stop it. It's not funny. I'm not happy. And they're like, it's, I, that's my, everyone who's ever gotten to know me personally, their favorite thing to do is to get me angry. Because they're like, you're just so funny when you're mad. <laughs> And no one else gets it because they just see me on stage. I start yelling and shit. And then they're like, ah, I'm scared. Like, this guy could be for real. And so I I need ways to make people trust me more. But it's hard when you're just doing open mics. Yeah. Like, every time you talk about, like, a girlfriend mm-hmm. or, like, you know, your, your, your current girlfriend, like, something you've mm-hmm. done for a past girl, it's always so fucking thoughtful. Like, I just, I feel like I need to teach, like, I need you to just teach a class on, like, how to not suck as a man. I I try certain times. When I was in college, I was really I was an outreach program I was doing in St. Louis for uh, outer city kids, not inner city. I'm not going to go there, but <laughs> <laughs> sorry. So, so you were doing outreach for these underprivileged churns. Well, mostly overprivileged white. They lived in pretty nice houses. The point being, no. <laughs> when, when I was in college, I would like I remember telling so many guys I was like like just, if you are dating a girl. It's a tougher thing to do in a hookup. But if you're dating a girl and you want your sex life to be better, buy a vibrator. And he was like, and they were all like, what? I'm like, get a vibrator. It makes your job almost non-existent now. You don't have to work extra hard. And she enjoys it more, which means she'll want to do it more. And they're like, yes, really? And I was like, also, don't 
finger like this. I can't tell you how many times I've been talking with a female friend of mine. She's like, he fingers like he's butting mashing a controller. <laughs> And I'm like, don't do that. Don't ever. No, you, it's the it's like almost anyone who doesn't know this. This is your lesson. It's almost like if you were going to try to take quarters out of like a vending machine, but then upside down. That's the that's how you do it. That's, that's the, the easiest way to describe it. That's 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 so that's so great. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's exactly the motion mm -hmm. and like. Because some dudes are just like, I, 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 like, like, like you want, they're shooting. You're, you're pushing, adding pressure, but you're also pulling out at the same uh -huh. time. You don't want to yeah. just jab it like you're throwing uppercuts. <laughs> uppercuts? Maybe that's where the term I beat up the pussy came from. <laughs> okay, I've got to tell you a story now. I, I told this to one of my friends. And, all right. Um, do you know what a Sibian is? Yeah, I. Yes. I had shit Sibian and Schwinn mixed up in my head for the <laughs> longest time. So I went on a date with this girl and she was like, I grew my dad got me a Schwinn when I was seven. And I was like, that's crazy. Anyone who doesn't know a Schwinn is a women's bicycle. <laughs> so it's a brand of women's bicycles. <laughs> I mean, I think, the, I think the bikes are gender neutral, right? Like, I, I thought that was always the point of like the lower ones. I, it's so funny that they made like a woman's bike just because when they first made the bike women were like we can come on these that was like the that's why the seats wider and the things lower is because on like the cobblestones when they just had the nice thin ones women were like this feels fucking nice like <laughs> <laughs> all right so okay so getting sibian and schwinn mixed up yep. is like my new favorite thing it's great i mean like i i, I have a verbal mix up we'll get to mm -hmm. that in a minute but yep. like okay so um <sighs> At the start of this year, I was like, I'm not going to date anybody. Mm -hmm. It's going to take a complete year of being single. Mm -hmm. Then I met if, you know, I've, then I met a tall, cute guy in a bar. <laughs> like, okay, well, I've, I proceeded to make out with him aggressively yeah. mm -hmm. in public, like you do. I'm not allowed to stay single for that long anymore because then I act stupid. Horniness like, will do it to you. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a deeply horny individual, <laughs> and like it causes problems, man. Like. Um, that's just so funny to say like a deep <laughs> i'm just picturing someone at like a reversed nunnery they're like i'm a deeply horny individual i am one with hitachi <laughs> i broke one once <laughs> and then okay so the sibian story <laughs> how the fuck do you break that baseball bat of a vibrator that's insane have you met me um okay so the sibian i <laughs> Okay. It is not what you think it's going to be. It, it it is loud and terrifying, and the attachments are not aligned properly with some things, and like, but but it's it's effective at what it does, which is get the poison out of your soul. <laughs> it is not it is not a fun orgasm. It's it's a cleansing ritual. Like when there is anger in my heart, and listening to Olivia Rodrigo won't cure it. I, I I ride side saddle on the Sibian because I'm a fucking lady. But it's I, uh, almost the, other... the masturbatory equivalent of when your dad caught you smoking cigarettes and he made you smoke the whole pack. Like, that, <laughs> like exactly. it's that, but when that's yeah, like exactly. Um, but oh, you want to come? You want to come? I'll fucking make you come. <laughs> that's exactly it. Um, but and like the, the thing with the Sibian is you're on top of it. Uh huh. So you've got you've got to do. <laughs> I was drunk. Oh and... no. 
I, I came, this happened twice in the last <laughs> month, by the way. I, and I texted my friends about it because, <laughs> because that's, because that's what you do. Um, I bruised myself. Mm. I, there's a heart shaped bruise on my pelvis <clears throat> from, from, from where I landed too hard on the Sibian. Oh, good Lord. I <laughs> like, I had just, uh, so I, and then, like, okay, so I, I was with my favorite vibrator for five years, mm. and then it finally broke. Mm. Um, it's, it was a German-engineered one from Fun Factor. I really love that brand. Um, we should talk shit about them until they pay us. All right, sweet. Um, so I was like, okay, I've, I've, I've repaired one of these before. I can mm. fix it. I'll just get a new motor off Amazon or something. La la. I left it on a table. My pit bull ate it. The vibrator. The whole goddamn, my pit bull ate a whole goddamn vibrator. That makes sense. I was like, you would have had to have, like, sword fought with it or like play the lady go like a slow pitch softball game with it like there's those things are fucking industrial with, with the hitachi one yeah oh no that was a different one. Oh, okay yeah like I've, I've gone through a lot um like yeah um the hitachi wand i was using kind of an off-brand one mm. from like one of the one of the sex shops like on, on the side of the highway you know mm. bleh, like you do um i broke it during a session and there was wires sticking. I'm like, oh fuck this! this yeah. I like dying like this is a little too on brand yeah. for me. Yeah. Uh huh. Like, man, you never see sex shops not outside the highway, do you? Never, just like on a city street. No, like it's very because it, it's almost like an even more impulsive window shop if you're on the highway. Because I've never been like, you know, where I need to go. That one off 35. They probably got some good. It's always like you're driving. You're like this could be fun i guess yeah i mean like the other day though i i did deliberately need to make a make a purchase because um have you ever experienced a condition called the hangover hornies kind of okay. is it like almost like blue balls from the night before almost sort of where you're like or is it just like i feel so gross i need to release some pressure sort of thing i mean yeah like, i i'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to understand the hangover <laughs> hornies because I've, I've I've been I've been hungover a non-zero number of times recently, and every time I'm just like I wish I had my fucking vibrator. I don't want to go in that fucking city. I'm like I I there's it's... not poison in my soul. I'm just like I I want I just I, I want to feel good right now. It's so funny the way you started it was almost like a researcher talking to a student where it's like that is a good question. We're trying to understand the nature of it. We need yeah. we ourselves are still looking for answers to this day. So it's yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm still trying to find the answers to the hangover like, okay, so I'm not I'm not huge into evolutionary biology because uh -huh. like I find there's a lot of like like gender essentialist nonsense in that. It's very it's like evolutionary psychology too like when guys are always like women were like gatherers, you know, so they don't belong. And I'm like that cannot explain behavior it doesn't explain why we need to keep promoting it though like there's always yeah. i feel like that's the problem when people like read those things where it's like you know in most cultures like women were like caregivers and that's why they should be caregivers now i'm like no we evolved like like yeah. as like all things evolved the psychology has also evolved exactly like <clears throat> but i i, I want to go back to that but the thing about the hangover hornies is it serves no evolutionary purpose like I made a bad decision last night and I made a series of them. And now I'm like, I'm dehydrated. I feel like a salted snail sitting on the sidewalk, mm -hmm. but I want to get railed. It's your, it's almost your body's. I feel like with all the other poisons that are in your body, right? Like when you get drunk like that, your yeah. body's like, we're, we gotta be dying here. Let's fucking get this out one last time. 
and then we'll call it we'll call it a day we mission accomplished you know <laughs> where it's like if the body's shutting down we can at least reproduce one last time it's like a like how a bee's like genitals explode when it has sex <laughs> <What>? almost <laughs> exploding bee junk yeah ma- male bees their like penis just kind of like falls off into the queen bee uh so then they die afterwards which is pretty fucking metal if you ask me bumblebees rock anyone who doesn't fuck with bumblebees fuck you buddy all right how about that bumblebees rock bumblebees are the shit okay so like they have fluffy butts and detachable dicks and they can stab you but only one time they really are just kind of a one pump sort of king but it's good for them one pump sort of king i'm i'm not describing one night stands as one night stands anymore Mm. it's just gonna be he's he's one pump king have you uh, heard of that show that Netflix has about Austin, Texas? Twenty somethings. Yeah, yeah, I heard about it. Did you have you met the comic that's on there? No, he's no, a, I haven't. He's a local. He moved here, and I met him like right when I got here once, but there wasn't a camera crew with him, and so I guess the show must have started after he moved here. But he signed up for a show that's about moving to Texas, and then he's like, "I've been doing comedy for three months, and I'm going to move," and I'm like. Oh, because it's just it's seeing him. He was still so new into comedy. He didn't understand why having a TV show follow you would be a horrible idea as an open mic comic. Because like he starts dating one of the girls in that like this house. That's the whole thing. It's like these uh, we got six people moving to Austin. We're gonna have them in a house. Yeah, follow their lives. And so he starts dating one of the girls in the house, and then she's like, "I want to see you do comedy." He's like, "I don't really." think that's a good idea and then her she like gets the other guy to like go with him she's like he, he doesn't want to do it in front of me because he'll be embarrassed you go with him so he goes and it's just like an open mic <laughs> and of course he bombs because it's an open mic and he's been doing comedy for a couple months not that he's probably not funny uh but it's just you know yeah. it's open mic comedy and us we get it like <laughs> yeah i mean like you might have some you know that land but like i so said the thing about open mic comedy for the uninitiated is you're mostly performing new comedy to other comics mm-hmm. so nobody gives a fuck about anything you're saying yeah it's very it's it's definitely uh, just a grinding phase of like i'm just trying to create jokes and learn how to say them on stage yeah that's literally all it is it's not like oh i want i'm trying to be the funniest i can be it's like i'm literally just trying to get the structure of comedy down <clears throat> exactly like it's just going to the gym mm-hmm. yeah but people think it's like going to some people think it's like going to a show they're so excited for it that's exactly how i had explained to my girlfriend because she kept asking all the time and i was like look open mics are like practice you don't ever go and cheer your boyfriend on at practice you do it at games and i'll bring you to like a showcase but i'm not gonna ever bring you just to an open mic because that's gonna be bad for the both of us I have brought a date to an open mic once. I did that once. That, and it's the same thing. I was young in comedy. I was like probably nine months like where he was. And I was like, fuck it. I'll bring a date. And it went horribly like it did with his. <laughs> Mine did not go horribly. Okay. So like it was this, it was this cat from Tinder before I got banned from Tinder. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, okay. So I've, I've been banned from Tinder and Wikipedia this year. I kind of want to get banned from a third platform just to make it a hat trick. Um, but anyway, um, I, so I brought a date to the open mic. He was like, I really want to see. I really want to see. I really want to see. I'm like, well, I'm at this open mic right now. And like, that's like, as a dude, you probably can't empathize with this, but like my makeup was really good that night and I had my, and I had my favorite jacket on. So I was feeling kind of confident. No, you know? I get it. When you, when you're feeling yourself, you're feeling yourself. I get yeah, it. Like, so I was, I was kind of feeling myself and I was going to you know tell a joke I'd been working on and I'm like, okay, well I'm, gonna 
sometimes I do terrible things just to be able to talk about them later. Oh, um, 100%. It's all about the story. I, 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 you know, do it for the bit. Mm -hmm. Like, if I'm going to do something unpleasant, do it for the bit. Um, so, all right, this is the first date at an open mic, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm workshopping my threesome joke. Mm -hmm. I mean... It, I ended up doing really well. I liked the joke. It's yeah. like, okay, so I need to find out what kind of a man you are. Like, if you can get up, it, like, if you're if you're secure enough in your masculinity to not be offended or horrified by me talking about a threesome I actually had yeah. on stage, you're probably all right. Mm -hmm. Like, you can probably hang. Mm -hmm. um, he was a total champ about all of that. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, okay, so... So bringing dudes to open mics is kind of like a it's 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 like the test that comes before the dogs. See, but that's the thing is that with with like I feel like as a woman showing your heart like less rounded edges and all of that, it's like a it's a good thing. It's like you get to know me as a whole person and not just this thing you see me as. Yeah. As a guy, you never want that. No guy, I just from a pure impulse standpoint, and just like the shit that goes on in a guy's head on a daily basis, like you never want someone you care about to know that. Like, there's just crazy shit where you're just like, where I'm just like walking through a neighborhood and I'm like, I could fucking murder one of these houses right now. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with me? I, I don't want to. I bet they're all lovely people here, but there's a part of it, it's like, if I really want to, I could murder this thing. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> I, I do love it when guys just like say their unfiltered thoughts. So, like, I was on a date with with a guy the other day, and like he just he just said everything that was on his mind. Mm -hmm. Not like I'm telling you my. I mean, he was telling me his, his emotions, which was mm -hmm. super hot. Um, <laughs> he's a really good communicator, and I mm -hmm. love like that's that's so rare. Oh yeah. Um, but he would just a running commentary of everything he was thinking. He's like, "You're really pretty. I got a fart." Yeah, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes those guys just got it together. They're just like, I'm just gonna let it fly, right? Yeah, and like it was, it was so freaking charming. And just like the, every single person that we interacted with while we were on our little date, it was just like he just he was saying so much stuff, and it was all it was all adorable. What's the most like? Has there ever been a point where you, like someone has been like really, really liked you that you've gone out with, and you just don't feel the same, and like it just is like it's palpable how uncomfortable like that difference in emotion is oh yeah mm -hmm. um on my open mic date he was uh, he yeah. was really feeling me mm -hmm. and like i just i did not find him that interesting of a person see my open mic date it was almost a similar thing she was also obsessed but it was not because i was doing well and she thought it was funny it was because uh the night before i had eaten her out on her roommate's <laughs> living room carpet yes and i'm not 100 percent sure but from what she's told what she told me i was almost 100 percent positive i was the first guy to ever make her come oh and not because it's like oh i never come it's just because she'd only had sex one other time before with oh, a guy okay. <laughs> and so i was like that was it was a whole weird because we met on tinder and then we started talking and we went on a few dates and i'm like so what's your situation she's like uh, you know, I'm got one more year of college here, and I've been living with my grandma for it. And I'm just kind of like trying to get out there more, you know. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Shit. Yeah, like I didn't have my first kiss until like six months ago, and I was like, and you're like 20, and she's like, yeah, but you know, like, and then like a couple months after that, I had sex with a guy, but it was just like a one night thing. I just wanted to do it, but I didn't like it. I was like, oh, okay, cool, that's fine. And then we just went on a couple dates, and then we ended up back at a roommate's place, and I just went down on her. I've done that too many times. I have definitely 
definitely in my life given more head than received and not get like I've definitely given more unreciprocated head than I've got for sure. Uh, I'm <clears throat> I used to be that way. Mm-hmm. And then something clicked in my 20s and dudes just want it wasn't even the panty cakes mm-hmm. that did it. Um, <laughs> at some point, I just started meeting dudes who were obsessed with eating the poos. It's definitely if if you want a guy that likes eating pussy, just go for like like a less attractive guy. Because that was my whole thing about it. It was like I'm I've got to be horrible at sex. There's got to be nothing good about it. So I got to get really good at this one other thing, so the whole experience can be enjoyable at least. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so um, ladies, bald dudes, they always eat the puss. It's because they don't have any hair for you to grab onto, so they're safe. They're like, shh. They're like, they're like the military. We give them buzz cuts before we send them in. It's like, go, soldier, go. <laughs> oh, my God. No, that's wild, though. Um, like, every time I've ever, like, been with a bald dude, it's been, like, he's been very enthusiastic about it. Even if he's not, like, even necessarily that good, he's just, like, mm-hmm. into it, man. Like, um, one of my friends tells me I have crazy blowjob face, which like while you're giving head, you're just like Ooh. no, <laughs> no, no, no. It's like I've a never... slide whistle. For you. <laughs> yeah, no, like no, I've I've never I've never been intimate with that friend in any way. Like we're just we're, we're he's like my older brother. Mm, yeah, I text him all of my horrible thoughts, mm-hmm. and then I blackout text him my feelings. Yep. Um, but he's like, no, you look. He's like, I was I was really down about myself because I just been rejected by some guy again. Ugh, uh, <laughs> it keeps happening. I'm a problem. Um, <laughs> He's like, you know, like, he's like, he's like, hey, fuck up! You're you're a good looking girl with nice cans and and a face that says I give crazy blowjobs. Oh, that's what it is. And like, I just that, that really that really touched mm-hmm. my heart because I'm a deeply broken person. See, I've just never enjoyed blowjobs. So really? I've just never I I don't know. I feel I it, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> it's very it's so like. I just, I get too wrapped because it's either I focus on what's going on and I feel weird that I'm just going to sit in there doing nothing. And I'm like, job. Like, I don't, or I'm like just staring at the wall being like, I don't know. Like, this is cool, I guess, but it makes me, like, I just don't enjoy them. So I've always just been someone who wants to give rather than, and so I actually had the story. I got a message from this girl at like 12 o'clock at night on like a Wednesday. And she was like, do you want to come over to my place? I was like, sure. And so I was in St. Louis and I go over to her place and it's like, I like text her. And I didn't get a response. She just sent me the address. And I was like, am I going to get jumped here? Like, I feel like I'm going to get fucked up and this was a dumb idea. And then uh, I knock on her door and she opens it. Like, okay, cool. We go in and she's like, I have uh, an edible if you want to have some. I was like, sure. So like I take the edible and my move always on first dates is just to never interact physical contact. I never assume that anyone has ever looked at me and been like, I want a piece of that right now. It's always like, you know, we go on a couple of dates, three weeks, a good banter. And then maybe, you know, <laughs> I've never been someone like that. So we're just like watching a movie together. And then she just grabs my dick. And I'm like, you did message me at 12 o'clock. So that makes sense. And so we go up to her room. I go down on her and she finishes. And then I go to grab a condom and she goes, I don't really want to have sex now. I'm like, okay, that's cool. So I lay down next to her and I can kind of like, we're both catching our breath and I can feel her like kind of side eyeing me. And right at that moment, uh, like the edible starts kicking in. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go. And so I drove off just high as shit. And I was like, 
I just did the most 16-year-old girl move of all time. I went over to the weed man's house and blew him and then left. Like, that was crazy. <laughs> just went to the weed man's house to get high, blew him for payment, and then went home. <laughs> that's all I did. Yeah, that's... <laughs> great story i kind of love that so she just like wanted oh man like we've been going for a minute huh? yeah holy shit we have jesus i just saw i got a text oh shit all right um all right so in closing in closing what, what what advice do you have for the men and the women um listening to the classy broadcast uh i think uh the biggest thing uh protect your neck that's the first thing oh i'm not even in frame hello i keep forgetting <laughs> i've been out of frame this entire time huh that's fun doing blowjob act yeah. out of the <laughs> uh i would say uh for for the men and women out there uh love each other i guess i don't know i don't i feel really weird about <clears throat> giving advice since my life is a fucking nightmare but um but you're good at texting you're thoughtful yeah, I guess I guess as a guy, uh, the biggest thing uh, when talking to a woman, make sure you listen, like really listen, because that's nice. And uh, as a as a woman, um, give more hand jobs. Blow jobs are overplayed. Really? Okay. Hand jobs are the way to go. Uh, it's just a more intimate feeling. You can kind of do some neck kisses and stuff. It makes it hand jobs i promise you i called the mommy thing how mommy's big now i called that back in 2019 i said guys are gonna start calling girls mommy throwing it around girls are gonna start giving out wild fucking hand jobs now so be a part of the pr the solution not the problem i really want to go give a hand job now <laughs> it's so it's honestly if any woman out here doesn't know how to give a good hand job it'll change your life you'll never have if you can give a good hand job like a, like a nice hand job never have to blow another dick again so like okay, technique wise, okay, I get <laughs> shitty handies. I know this about myself. It, it's um, it's a difficult thing because a lot of women grab it like they're trying to play bop it, because uh, that's the only thing they have reference to. It's like twist it, pull it, bop it. It's like no, he's, he, biggest thing, slob, slob, <laughs> slob on that knob like corn on the cob. Uh, really, it just you gotta have a well lubricated penis, and then it's not. You're not trying to death grip it. You're just trying to give it some friction. And then the head. Just work the head. Okay. It's all the same blowjob techniques, but you're using your you hand now. Ball play, you can if you want. If you're if you're a veteran player of the field, that's fine. But I would say stick to basics to start. You know, We want to get down the fundamentals. And the wise words of Graham Townsend, who's going to hate that I'm doing this, <laughs> practice until you get it right, and then practice until you can't get it wrong. You know? Oh, that's, that's, that is an amazing <laughs> note to end that on. So, <laughs> fucking hell. I, I really, I'm, I'm overwhelmed by my desire to give a hand job right now. Um, shit. All right. Well, thanks, Jake, of for course. coming on the Classy Broadcast. This was this was a wild It was ride. a fun I time. Love this. Of course. All Thank right. you very much. Appreciate right. it. Um, fellas and dames, just don't forget to follow on Spotify or wherever else you get your podcasts. Um, yeah. Thanks for, thanks for hanging with us. Yeah. Peace. <laughs> Hell yeah. Thank you for listening to the Classy Broadcast. <laughs>